Testing, testing, one, two. Well, I um, I won't know if the mic's working now until after the episode is recorded, but um, yeah, I said my testing regardless. But hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Jaden Knows Nothing. It has been a good little minute since I've posted. I recorded yesterday, but the microphone, there was a lot of technical difficulties on like every end. So my camera died. The little transmitter thing died, or not even died, I just didn't have batteries. So I had like six batteries here, and I was just doing a battery roulette. Every time the little light was turning red, I just kind of like swapped it in with a new battery. It it was a little mini struggle, and it, it sucked because I was getting ready to upload it so I could post it on Thursday. But the audio wasn't there, so... That that wasn't coming out, and it was a really good episode. I liked what I talked about. But now, in confidence, I know my camera's not going to die because I have my little um, extension cord hooked up to the back of it, so it's always charging. Um, I just replaced all the batteries in these little transmitter and receiver things, so I could go all night. Probably won't because I still have a bedtime, but um, yeah, I could if I truly, truly wanted to. The last episode was about like an hour. Again, it was really good. I was even excited to listen to it. Normally when I listen to my episodes back, I kind of wait a couple weeks or months because it's like, for the most part, I know what I said yesterday. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't talk too much on the day-to-day basis, so it's like when I do say something, I... um kind of remember it but yeah it was a good episode I wish I was able to hear it and so y'all can hear it as well but this is going to be a better one so to start I want to address the the episode that kind of got removed well not kind of got removed I purposely removed it but it was the episode titled violence and stupidity I personally didn't like the way I was wording things because I kind of came from a place of anger towards the events that occurred on that day and the day in question was the day of PNB Rock's death. I personally didn't listen to his music. Even after he died, I still didn't listen to his music. But I did not want to see another rapper die, especially over something as lifeless as a chain and some jewelry and some money. And there's always that part of me where it's like, well, well, not. I'm not trying to make an excuse for his death. But there's always a part of me that's saying, like, okay, a lot of rappers promote this in their music, so it's only like expected for this to come back to him, even when they are famous and like make it out of their home areas. But it's still, it's still sad to see it. You know, it's one of those sad reality type moments where it's like you can never truly escape where you are from depending on, just in general, honestly, because it's like, even when I move out and however far away I decide to move out from my house, it's like, I'm still going to be a part of this family, you know, I'm still going to carry the values with me, because it's, it's how I was raised, you know, so that brings to the next point of it, where, um, I was watching a YouTube video. I know YouTube is the most reliable source on the internet for information, but I was watching a YouTube video and 
the commentator I was watching was talking about how details are coming out about the um, murder and the suspect and stuff, but what really stroke, I don't know why I said stroked, oh my god, well, we're going to go on with the stroke, what really stroked my pickle, not in a good way, was when it was found out that um two things, I'm going to start off with the first and more obvious one, that it wasn't his girlfriend's fault that it happened. Nobody went on Instagram and like, oh my God, PNB Rock's here right now. Let me go rob him. That's not what happened. So what they're saying happened is the shooter's father, because the shooter is a child, like I think he was probably like 18, 19, even 17. I don't know, but he was young. The shooter's father was outside already. Like he saw PNB Rock arrive type shit. Or he was there moments after he arrived and waited outside, let everything go down. But the dad was the um, driver. And his son was the assassin? I don't know the kind way to put it. Murderer? I, 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 I. You can go, but you get what I'm saying. His son's the one that pulled the trigger. His dad was the driver. Again, it's one of the things that are just kind of raised up in that subsection of the community. When I'm saying the community, I do mean the black community. Because it's, I don't know, I don't, like, I feel like white people are facing their own problems right now. I think it's the opioid epidemic that's going on, just ravaging the white community. But for black people, it seems like it's a lot of gang violence. And that sucks because I feel like, I can say this as an outsider, but I still don't have no insider intel on this. But I feel like most of it is pretty easy to be solved, you know? And I don't want to go on the basic trope of, oh, you just kind of got to, like, let it slide and forgive. But, like, that's kind of what should happen. I'm not saying that, oh, let something happen to me, me personally, I would forgive. But I think I would try to forgive before I try to retaliate, you know? Because I always, I don't think retaliation is the number one answer. And even in this case, of this was no retaliation. This was just robbery and just doing bad shit to do bad shit. Even that isn't the fucking answer, you know? I feel like working hard should be the first answer or first solution to your problems of struggle, you know? But like I said, I'm an outsider. I don't, I'm, I don't, I haven't dipped a toe in the streets. You know, like not a big toe, not a pinky toe, a middle toe. I no toes has ever been on the grimy path. So it's like I, I can only say so much as an outsider. But what I can say is that as a father, that shouldn't be what you're helping your son. You're, you help your son do. I think the basis of parenting is trying to make your son a better representation of not only you, but just like your family, you know? I always like to think of it as like, my father wouldn't want me to be worse than him. You know, he'd ultimately want me to be better. And it's not on no, um, I don't even, I can't even think of the word right now, but it's not on any like negative things. It's not like a, oh, I'm striving to outdo my father, but it's one of the things where it's like, you should just be striving up. And where you are born 
should be the base level of like what happens to you, you know? It's like you shouldn't be taking steps backwards. This was a huge step backwards in their family. And like, again, I'm not inside their family. So I can't even say too much on this. But it, as an outsider looking at this problem, and given the few details that I got from my internet sources, this is a, this was a step back on the parent on the parental side for the community for the rap game everything you know it's, you hate to see another rapper lose his life but you hate it more when one it was done outside of like the normal gang violence because so, this wasn't even like he wasn't even in his hood you know he was just in LA. And apparently, you just can't go to L.A. if you're a rapper or something. I I don't know, because this is the same area Pop Smoke died. Again, he was gunned down by a couple teenagers. But it, it's really sad out there. It's really sad. So my condolences to PNB Rock and his family. Since I deleted the condolences in the first initial video of it, I'll double down on it now. Again, I'm not going to listen to his music, though. I kind of stand by that. I mean, I gave it a couple spins, like, when he first came out, and then I figured it wasn't for me, so... Kind of left it to be alone. It wasn't one of those things where it's like, you know, you don't you don't hate on niggas that listen to his shit, but you just... Don't partake in it yourself. But I'm sure he was a good dude. I'm sure he was a good dude. And in recording that episode, which was... Let me see how long ago it was. Because, I, granted, I didn't have any notes for it. But it was recorded around the same time as the social media trap. So I recorded this on the 13th, it looks like. Let me see, let me see. Does this have a calendar? Yes, it does. Yeah, so I recorded um, that episode on the 12th, which is exactly a month ago today. So it's been a month since I've... Recorded and posted. Mm, where was I going with that? Yeah, I think I was just telling y'all the date that it was recorded. But, um, and, oh, oh, I was, oh, yeah, I know a point I was getting ready to make. But when I was reacting to his passing, I was on Twitter. And that's where, in this kind of double down beliefs that I got in like early March, not even early March, like, I'm taking the glasses off right now. I'm gonna say this was like January when I, and I, it wasn't, I can't even say January, it might have been beforehand. But whenever I decided to like step off social media, especially like Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, a little bit of YouTube, or at least changing up the YouTube content that I watch. But when I made that decision, it really, it's been helping, of course, and we're going to get in that. But going back on it to see how Twitter was reacting to his passing was disgusting. Like, there was so much desensitization, not only for, and like, insensitives? No, not insensitive. Non-sensitivity, okay? I, again, I don't. I'm not going to clarify if that's a word right now. Let me not put on my glass. But there there was no consideration. There we go. There was no consideration for his family. And just like 
the fact that some of the first things you would see about his passing was the video of him laying in a puddle of blood. That was disgusting. As a nigga that prays Call of Duty, and there's always that argument where it's like video games, the argument that like would apply to me for the most part is like video games make you violent, video games do this, that, and the third to you. I still don't want to see a real life human in a puddle of, blood, of his own blood. I remember um, one of the first shooters I ever played was Halo. Because my dad was always like, I don't want to get you into shooters at a young age. You know, I didn't really care. I was fine with my Madden, my 2K, and my fucking Mario Super Sluggers. That game was goaded. But I was fine with those sports games, but I wanted to play Halo. And my dad's reasoning to why I could play, he's like, it's aliens. You're not even shooting real people. But the thing is, when you're playing a video game, you're not shooting real people regardless. You're shooting like images of people and like figurines of people but it's not you pulling the trigger you seeing the life being taken out of somebody else's eyes you know and no video game can ever replicate that like that that's just the fact i've played a lot of halo i play a lot of call of duty fucking gears of war oh my god oh my god i don't want to get into a video game ryan right now the Gears of War got to be the stupidest fucking game I've ever played. And I don't I don't know if Elgin's watching this, but Elgin, if you're watching this, I don't fucking know, but if you are, you know the levels I'm talking about. There was this level where... Not even a fucking level. In between levels. So we're traveling between mission to fucking mission, dying because of the fucking weather. I got struck by lightning We got and we got set back a checkpoint. We were going through the middle of a storm. We're like, this isn't a part of the mission. There's no, there's no checkpoint to this. We're we're looking at our waypoint, trying to get to the next mission. And I'm out here fucking dying. But God, here's the word blows the fuck out of me, bro. Oh my God. But yeah, there's no equivalent to taking a man's life in real life. Putting the glasses back on right now. But there's no equivalent to that. So it's like to say that video games are the reason for, let's say, school shootings. I, I might have covered this in another episode, but I'm going to double down on this. There is no video game out there that is legally on the markets. I'm aware that there was that Columbine video game that came out shortly after that shooting. The stupidest game to ever be released. But there is no game that gets like mass public appeal that has a mission to where you shoot up, a, one, a public area, and two, unarmed civilians. So the logic behind that always confuses me because it's like us as humans, we're not that fucking stupid, okay? And my recommendation, if there's anyone that has even the slightest urge to do so, I always say if it was really based on like video games as the reasoning why there's so many school shootings in America, why don't these kids shoot up military bases because that's a majority of the fucking missions in call of duty you're infiltrating a, pla a place with armed guards you know with security why don't y'all get y'all little four homies and go run up the nearest militia base you know let's see how far you guys get there that would be the accurate representation of 
video games are bad for us. Video games are bad for our mental type of shit. But but the idea to just equivalent a totally different setting, totally different motives between the two is always has always been such an idiotic debate to me. It's like I'm not gonna lie. 2K is the reason why I'm semi-good at basketball. I'm not going to lie about that. Because sometimes you see the moves and you're like, you know what? That's a nice-ass move. Let me see if I can add that to my bag in real life. But I don't see anything in Call of Duty and replicate that in real life. And a school shooting is not the nearest form of that. that. That might just be my opinion, though. I don't know if anybody else is having the same conflicting thoughts every time there's a new school shooting like once a week. Honestly, I don't I don't want to search this up, but I'm going to search this up. When was the last school shooting? Damn. Oh my god. Alex Jones ordered to pay almost a billion dollars for Sandy Hook lies. Nigga, what did you lie about? Yo. Okay. I'm sorry if you're listening to this and there's silence. I'm trying to figure out dates and stuff. The most recent one was May 24th. Oh, fuck. The summer did kind of happen. So I guess now would be a bad time to look at the most recent school shootings. I'd hate to say it, but we got to wait until school year really kicks back in. To see what the statistics would look like, but let me just do a scroll down on this Wikipedia page. Huh? A man was shot and that was the eighth. Three people were shot outside a football game. I don't know, that wasn't on school hours. I don't know if we're going to consider that. What is, what is this line right here? Injuries, okay. Alright, so, I'm going to just go off bringing weapons to schools and campuses. The most recent one was October 8th. One person was injured, and then October 7th in Ohio, three were injured. But the one that's really striking me is October 5th, which was last fucking week. A student killed his professor on campus. Again... There has never been a video game that said kill your professor or alluded to killing your professor or even alluded to having a children with a gun. But yet that was the arguments when, I'm not going to say school shootings first started getting popular, but 
we're going to keep it a band. When school shootings first started, like, popping out, you know. But this is very sad, just looking at all these statistics. I will say that there's... I feel like mass would be a better indication. Because on this, there's a lot of, like, ones, twos. And I'm not saying one and two deaths isn't bad. That's more than enough. But I was looking for more of the math when it came to this research. So, and again, rest in peace to anybody that, or just my condolences to anybody that fell victim to stupidity like this. But yeah, it's not video games' fault because that just doesn't make logical sense. And I was watching um, this new movie that came out on Netflix. And I'm not normally a fan of Netflix movies because they're pretty... Actually, I wasn't a fan of this movie, if I'm being honest with you. This movie was pretty goofy. But it was on Mr. Hardiman's phone, I believe. And I'm not going to lie to you. Mr. Harrigan's phone. I thought this movie was going to take a turn like every single fucking time. So I'm going to break it down. It started off, this old nigga was acting like a seven-year-old child to read to him. And I'm like... No way am I watching a movie on pedophilia right now. It wasn't that. It was actually stupider. So the premise basically was, this was in 2008. So iPhones and phones, cell phones started popping off during this time. And he got this old nigga a phone. And then he said, the old dude said some like crazy shit that like applies to today. How like, it's going to be the... There's going to be a lot of fake news being spread because of cell phones, internet shit like that. Right. We've all heard of that. I'm spreading that now. But the goofy part was how every time he wanted somebody dead, all he had to do was call this dead nigga's phone and say, and start complaining. And then the dude ended up dying in the same position. All right, so this, this is the funny part. So I'm, I'm going to be jumping around a little bit. But he got jumped by his bully. And listen, this Kenny Yankaro nigga, listen. No, Kenny Yankovic. I'm sorry. I butchered his name because I didn't even see the last part of it. But but I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be honest with you, okay? I ain't never been severely bullied to, bullied to the point where it's like niggas put hands on me. But I never let a nigga put hands on me. Without me, like, fighting back legitimately. Like, fighting for my fucking life type shit. But when he got his ass beat out there in the parking lot, and then Cuz was stepping on him... He was folded on the ground like, I can't even like recreate this because I don't got enough space. But he like had his arms crossed. He was ugh, all slump on the ground getting this shit rocked. And every single time he wished death on somebody, they died in that same position. When when um Kenny jumped off his little second story porch after eating some shoe polish, he died. When whatever that nigga name was. Who had that drunk driving incident that killed my dog, killed the teacher, he died. But it was all just dead on nasty. But the movie was fucking stupid. And, and I was watching it, just hoping for it to end like every single five minutes. Like, okay, not even hoping for it to end. Looking for the climax, you know? Because there was the moment he realized that there might be a connection between calling that phone... And that person's death. But that didn't stop him from doing it. So there was like a. 
it wasn't a climax. It was just like a realization that this shit kind of worked. And he just started doubling down on it with the last dude. And then he had regrets. I'm like, nigga, you did not seem regretful when you charged the fucking phone. Nigga, the phone was like two years old. It was dead. You charged it. Let it get fully charged and then made the call. Anywhere in that one, one and a half hours it took for your phone to charge, you can be like, you know what, nah, that's a bad idea. But this nigga went downstairs, got himself a cookie pie, made himself a fucking sandwich, came back upstairs, like, alright, let me make this call real quick. And then wished the man dead. And then he gonna start, and then he was surprised as fuck when it happened. He was like, oh, did he die? Like, nigga, yeah, he died. You asked the ghost to kill somebody, and the ghost provided his services. What did you think was gonna fucking happen? But yeah, that movie was stupid. I I, I regret. I kind of want them an hour and forty five minutes back, but at the same time, I don't because it was just so goofy and stupid. I don't think you can replace that level of stupidity in a movie. Like the one part that made sense is when that old nigga got the phone and was just like, "Oh, this is a bad idea. This is gonna ruin society." That was the only part that made sense. Like, on a fictional and non-fictional point, you know? <sighs> See, and the ending was fucking stupid. And the, the shit that blew me the most, oh my god. He visited this dead nigga's grave more than his own dead mother, bruh. He visited his dead mother's grave one fucking time in that movie. But he was all up on that dead nigga dick for like 15 times. He was sitting here texting him at booty call hours. He got up. He like, you see, daddy texting me at 2.30 in the morning. Like, nigga, okay, the fuck? I ain't hear you say one prayer for your mother. She's been dead since 01. That nigga died at 08. Seven years, I ain't hear you say shit about that. But he was all up on that dead nigga. Oh my God, that movie blew me. And the fact, and this man, and the years didn't make sense because his freshman year was in 08. This nigga got to college in 2010. I didn't know niggas was skipping two years of high school. If that was the case, I would have done that shit too. The fuck? Had me locked up in fucking high school for goddamn ages. The amount of shit that I would not have done if I was not in high school. Man. But that movie didn't make no fucking sense, man. That was, that was, it was a waste of time right there. I wish I could get it back, but sadly I can't. But you guys get to hear me complain about the movie, so I guess that's good. Oh, man. I was also watching on um, Bullet Train this morning. Bullet Train was a good fucking movie. Bullet Train was a good fucking movie. Jesus. I'm not going to say anything about that movie because that was just a good movie. It's hard to say, talk shit about a good movie, you know? Like, I could I could be mad about how it ended the character's death, but it's like, hey, that movie was hard, though, you know? I'm not going to say any character deserved to die, but some of their deaths was pretty intense. Like that dumb little fucking girl getting hit by that bus of tangerines. That, that was fire. That right there was fire. I was one of them deaths. I was fist pumping because Charlie talked too damn much. She thought she was smart. Granted, yeah, she was the one to ultimately kill um the white shadow, shadow death. 
White Death, one of those three names, but with her little gunplay trick. But other than that, she was getting folded. She just kept using that little crying white girl trope. And niggas was falling for it. Brad Pitt fell for that shit. But my niggas didn't. Every, every, the other assassin was like, hold up. Bitch, shut the fuck up. There's about four people on this train, and all these four people on this train are killers. So you telling me you lasted that fucking long and you ain't no skiving son of a bitch? Yeah, that's believable. This nigga Brad Pitt came along. Oh my god, listen, I'm gonna get you home safely. Don't you worry, okay? We are gonna get you home to your mother and father, and everything's gonna be like nigga. Shawty had blood on her shoes, bro. Shawty had a gun on her person. You talking about? We gonna get you home safely. Nah, I think she was just fucking fine by herself. As a matter of fact. <clears throat> Anyways, speaking of high school, I'm even before I even get into the meat of why I came here. Well, the actual reason. I'm. <laughs> I was just gonna say this boldly, but I, I'm not glad COVID happened. But there's something called perfect timing, you know. And if COVID did not strike when it did, all like them two years ago, I would not have graduated. I'm just be honest. I've been living a lie for the past. I've been I've been pretty adamant about this, but I had a little too many absences. I wasn't I didn't touch my RP project, and considering that's what I needed to graduate with my specialty program that's stupid ass shit man i didn't do it can you blame me no i i don't know anybody that did it and was happy at it towards the end because at the end it didn't fucking matter it just kind of passed everyone was like all right we don't want to see you guys next year again because my graduating class was kind of stupid i remember it was um pretty sure it was either 10th or 11th grade year our whole class the whole 2020 class had an assembly about like 45% 45% of the students near failing. And it was just so, like, eye-opening. I was like, hold up. I might be surrounded by idiots, but deeper than that, I might be one of them, you know? Because after that, I stopped showing the class, too. God, I really hope this mic is going to receive this time. Because if I have to... I don't even want to think about that. I'm just going to assume that everything's being heard. So, Yeah. I had like about 40 episodes. I remember um, I was having a little interview, or not, little, you know what I mean? A little, whatever you call it, interview, intervention with my, with one of the attendance counselors. And we were just going through that script and we were just naming dates. And I was like, damn, I really wasn't here that day. Every days I missed three days in a row. And I'm like, damn. Fuck. Because the thing was, there was two days I wasn't, I was guaranteed not to come, Monday and Thursday. So them two days, I wasn't going to be there. I didn't even leave the house them days. Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday were always up in the air. But almost 95% of the time, I had moves to make. And by moves, I just meant crushing and just like chilling. And then on top of that, I had a half day. So I didn't even have to skip four classes. I had to skip two. And on top of that, the way you get called is if you skip your first period or your homeroom. Considering I was always excused for that because I was supposedly supposed to be in my um, dual enrollment classes, I never got calls for my absences. So I was truly just chilling. 
and then it all caught up to me. And then um, it was that funny moment we was looking at each other. She was like, "Were you here this day?" And I just was smiling. I was like, "Nah, bro, I was not here that day." <laughs> you know, she laughed too, but it was it wasn't like a "Oh, nigga, you funny laugh." It was like a oh, "Nigga, you're a fuck" type laugh. But I knew, I knew something was gonna be on my side. And it was COVID. But I um, if any of you guys lost anybody, my condolences. Of course, you know. My blessings aren't always everybody else's blessings, so hate to say that one. And the thing is, I don't even know, like, the end game of what I went through when COVID was not nice. Okay, y'all. little yawn, but, nigga, I was working like shit. I can't stress this enough, nigga, I was tired. I'll be working double shifts from, like, Six to nine, six a.m. to nine p.m. And then some nights I'd have some mornings I had to wake up at four. Oh God! Just a moment of silence for my back, cause it's gone. The pain's gone, but I remember it. You know, I remember a lot of things, but. Honestly, none of the things I remember are pleasant because I'm. Let's get into the reason why I was off. So, uh, let me get comfortable. Let me get a sip of water. Let me ask how y'all been. Should have brought a snack if I'm being honest with you. But. gone for a month from doing this because frankly I was tired of that shit sorry I'm lying I love it but <laughs> the reason was strictly for um, spiritual development so there you are real quick <laughs> I'm sorry I'm sorry let me not do something stupid for the next like 20 minutes okay actually I can't I can't make any guarantees I can't, but <clears throat> it was for a spiritual development, if I'm being honest, so um, I have this, this strange feeling, and I still have this feeling that um, what the answers I'm seeking for are going to come in the form of my dreams, and the results and the solutions and all that fun jazz is going to come in the form of my dreams, so I haven't smoked and I wasn't recording because in the processes of me like creating an episode, I'd always be going through my day and I'd be thinking like, okay, how can I make this into an episode? How can I make this into some form of content and make it entertaining for my viewers? But what I was doing wasn't even entertaining for me. I was just doing a lot of conscious shadow work and just reprogramming of the mind. I know I spoke on this in a couple episodes couple of earlier episodes I always um I'll recommend if anyone is just now like listening to this to the, for the first time to kind of like go back and see how I got in where I am how I got in this chair even watch that episode how I got in this chair because that's a more detailed experience detailed um explanation of my working life even in other episodes I 
tapped into it more and even in early earlier episodes like when I wasn't doing video that was like the live of me working I was complaining about customers the day of type shit you know I'd come home and I'm like you know what nigga I'm gonna remember you you know you lucky you ain't give me your fucking name bitch ass nigga you know what I'm saying I start I start adding your dumb ass right on this little foreign podcast right here but yeah I didn't want to, what I was doing was basically just reprogramming the way I was thinking because I, um, yeah, I, I didn't like myself, you know, that's not new, like the idea that I didn't like myself, that's always been something that was kind of like consistent, honestly, up until like, up until I really started focusing on this, but I didn't like myself, I didn't like the way I thought Because I would always, you know, take things for a negative spin. I would, I don't even want to say jealousy, but comparison of me and others, me versus others. And then the insecurities, everything was just piling on. And then the stress from working too much, um, injuring my back on the job, fuck Target, fuck Amazon, fuck Wawa, fuck Walgreens, fuck McDonald's, fuck Staples, all of them, but... And before I even get into this, I can I don't need, I'm, I'm going to rank the worst experiences. So, by far, the fucking worst experience I had was at Target. By fucking far. And going back and thinking about this, I'm always like, okay, did I come into this with a negative mindset? Because that might have affected my perception of the events that led on to that. And every single time I think of this, I come up with no. Because I actually enjoyed my interview. In the interview, I enjoy I enjoyed talking to the general manager. In which, my friend Elgin, I was working there before me, was like, fuck that nigga. And I'm like, dude, he seems pretty cool. Why are you saying fuck that nigga for? You know what I mean? Like, he, I thought he was pretty cool. He gave me a little tour of the store. We was having a good conversation. We was talking about hoops and shit. Talking about dreams, goals, aspirations, a lot of cool stuff, you know. And I was like, you know what, this is a good conversation. And then I started working there. And I kid you not, like, the first day, niggas was on tips, bro. I had my little cap on, not this cap, but, you know, the little black cap, the one that I have on my, that I have to contain my forehead and shit. I had on my little cap. Nigga was on my dick the whole fucking time. Jay, take your cap off. Jay, take your hat off. And the next day, I did something that I don't normally do. At any of my fucking jobs, I read the fucking manual. I read the little employee handbook, which explicitly said you could wear a fucking cap in the store as long as it didn't have derogatory terms. The amount of times I said derogatory terms on this podcast proves to you that, nigga, I've read this before, you know? This, that statement is forever imprinted into my fucking brain. But I, I took it to him, and I don't know how he perceived that, but ever since that moment, they thought that I was a fucking bully. They thought that I was pressing niggas out. And literally, like 30 minutes after we talked about it, which he denied that being Target's thing. He said, that is Target's rule, not mine. I'm like, uh, nigga, you are a Target, first of all. I'm pretty sure you're not the highest rank up, so you can't even say that this ain't my rules. You know what I'm saying? I, I was confused by that statement. I'm still a little stumped by it, if I'm being honest with you. We're gonna get the reason why I think that he was so hating against that is because he was bald and he uh, his head was cold in the store. I don't fucking know, but 
after 30 minutes after we have this conversation, I get managers, employees coming up to me talking about, what did you say to the manager? What did you say? I'm like, what? What did I say to that nigga? I said what was in the damn rule book. I'm, I don't even be, I was not confrontational at all. These, these we're talking, I got in there, I think, in January. Nigga, those was happy days. It wasn't even post-breakup. Like, I was, I was pretty happy at that point, you know? So, to hear that I was being confrontational is just crazy. I'm like, nigga, what are you talking about? What did I say to him? I'm like, uh, I asked him if I could wear my hat. And then I showed him that I should be able to wear a hat in case he, like, was talking some shit that, like, wasn't shit, if you get what I'm saying. Like, if he was speaking on something that should not have been spoken on, which he actually did by saying, these are my rules, when while holding the fucking Target handbook that he told us to read. But I digress. I let that slide. I'm like, okay, I won't wear a hat. You know, my hair is a little dirty. I haven't got washed in a minute. You know, I didn't get the check. So I was like, okay. I'll come out here with this little grimy little head top. I didn't care. And then about two weeks later, I believe, he and the other team leaders held a little meeting, basically just saying you could wear a fucking hat. That's basically all they said. And I was a little disgusted by that because I'm like, nigga, I kind of asked you two weeks ago. And then I got this whole fit. I had this whole complaint. And then he thought it was bright to um, ask the higher-ups at Target if they could wear hats. And he ended up in the meeting literally repeating what was in the handbook. So I was confused about that. But again, I digress. I kind of let that slide. But then the disrespect started to come. You know? I, um, I started asking around. Not even asking around. Just like... Noticing that no one else was finishing their fucking work. Nobody was backstocking stuff properly. So I was, again, I'm asking, I'm asking employees like, yo, does so-and-so be on your dick like he on mine? And they'd be like, yeah, we just kind of ignoring him like that. So I started ignoring this nigga too. Motherfucker started getting in my face when he was talking to me. Like physically getting in my realm, you know. I'd be doing my shit, he kind of post up. Well, Jaden, I know you got two U-boats back there still. I'm like, yes, nigga, I do have two U-boats back there still. You want to know why I've got two U-boats back there still? Because for some odd fucking reason, I'm the only nigga in charge of toys. Like, this is my fucking department. Like, this ain't your department. <clears throat> but again, I'll let it slide. Because I, I understand, and I understood at the time, that it's just a chain of command, and you just kind of pass, and you delegate shit downwards. But my problem always came when, when that delegation came with disrespect. You know, you can t hand off your work to me if you do it in a respectful manner. I might get it done. But the minute it just starts becoming slander about my speed and you're not matching that speed and doing it any fucking faster, that's when the shit gets there. Because I'm like, nigga, you, me and you in the same boat rowing at the same speed. Why the fuck are you talking to me like this? And towards the end, I did say that, but we we going to get there. All right. We, we gonna, we're building up to that moment. Do I really want to... Yeah, okay. This is the only job I'm going to in-depth explain why it was some shit. Maybe I'll explain... I'll explain all of them, honestly. Because guess what? My shit charged. You know what I'm saying? I have no no fear that this shit's going to die. I'm just making sure this ain't going to die. You know what I'm saying? Double checking. But, yeah. 
This nigga's just on dicks. And then the point where I, like, couldn't fucking squat down because my back, knees, and ankles were burning, like a burning sensation rising through, that's when they started pressing me out more. So I'm like, all right, y'all, I'm getting a fucking doctor's note so y'all can get off my dick, and you know what I'm saying? Make sure y'all get the balls, too, before y'all get off, of course. But just make sure y'all can stop talking to me like this. The minute I talked to my doctor and we, like, sent the email, I went to work the next day, sadly. But for some odd reason, they expected my doctor to answer immediately. Like, doctor's office takes three to five fucking business days to respond. I've said this so many fucking times, and I'm going to keep saying this. It takes a while for doctor's offices to respond because you're not the only fucking patient in the goddamn world. You know? But maybe they didn't know that. Maybe they didn't know that. But regardless, that was the case. And in doing so, it's like every single team leader was just upset to have me working. They're like, oh, this nigga again with his back problems. Like, yeah, this nigga again with back problems. But these back problems don't mean I won't slap the fuck out of you. You know what I'm saying? Like, like these hands still work. I could get off a good one, two, and then make my little scurry off type shit. I didn't do it, but um, there's still a part of me that wished I did, and I um, I've accepted that part because I'm not a violent person, but I don't take kindly to just blatant disregard for the well, the basic well-being, especially in the work environment. Like, I don't expect no random stranger to give a fuck about my back problems, you know? But if we're supposed to be this sort of family, I'd assume that you should give a fuck, you know? Or at least fake like you do. But they couldn't even give me the courtesy of faking it. So, doctor's note came in. Bada bing, bada boom. My hours got quote-unquote reduced. They didn't really get reduced. They just kind of gave me... The same amount of workload and less hours and expected it to be done so i was like all right we're doing this then and that, that's when the trouble really started kicking in because i was going to physical therapy like i was supposed to because i'm sitting here trying to improve myself going to physical therapy and shit and this, this this was really the day i don't remember what day it was and i personally don't give a fuck about the date <clears throat> but I'm in there doing my thug thizzle, you know, trying to, trying to stock some shit. And then these, this thing just starts complaining. And, and the thing that blows me is, you can easily just help me, you know? Like, in this situation to where it's like, it's a known thing that I have an injury. And one, I really didn't want to work, but I was working nonetheless because I tried to fund my goals and tried to fund my projects that I'm doing. Including this, of course, but um, and trading, I love trading. But this nigga walks by my aisle like four times, and he's so fucking four times in like five minutes, and he's shocked I'm not finished. I'm like, nigga, the fuck do you expect? You're not giving nobody time, nobody no breath to do nothing. The thing is, when you're always hounding somebody, nothing gets done. You want to know why? Because your perception of them is that they're not getting the shit done. So you're not giving me time to actually do the shit. 
I was honestly, there's about two people that actively worked in that toy department. Not even two. Two is fucking gassing it. It was just me. The thing was, if I left the toys how it was when I was done, nigga, I came back the next day and it was still like that shit. He was talking about, well, the afternoon crew mad that, that you left. And I'm like, nigga, there is no fucking afternoon crew. So who mad, nigga? The ghost? The ghost of Target? The fuck? <clears throat> Anyways. My bad, my bad. So he comes, he's sitting there talking about, oh, you're not getting your work done. I'm like, all right, nigga, this is what we're going to do. Because I had about like five assignments to do in five fucking hours. Each assignment takes about three fucking hours. So I'm like, all right, nigga, this is what we're going to do, all right? I asked him, what assignment do you want me to complete first? Straight face, no mask, this little dirty ass nigga. All of them. I'm like, all right, nigga, that's not fucking possible, okay? Because frankly, nigga, I got five hours in this bitch. Including my break. Five and a half including my break. I'm sorry. That's just not going to happen the way you think it is. You know what I'm saying? Something's not going to get done. All right. Let, let's just be frank about this. So what do you want to get done first? And then instead of saying all of them this time, he just listed everything. And I'm like, so you listed it in the order. He's like, no, I just want everything done. And I was like, all right, nigga. That's not going to happen. And then I kept doing my work. And he's talking about hurry up. Hurry up. And I told him, shut the fuck up, straight like that, because you're just watching me work instead of either A, helping me, or walking the fuck away. There's two options in that scenario. If you stay there, and you, and you expect me to sit there all nicely, like, oh, yes, rush me, rush me, daddy, rush me, I'm going to say some shit like, shut the fuck up. So I said, shut the fuck up. And then it just so happens that there was kids walking by because me in the toy aisle and shit like that. And yeah, that was the problem. He's like, how can you how can you say this to me in public? And then, and then there's people around. I'm like, uh, nigga, because you wasn't getting the fuck out of my way. First of all, you following me talking shit. Like that's that's fighting words right there. You know what I'm saying? You never follow a nigga and talk shit about him. That what did you expect to fucking happen? You dumb piece of shit. If I go around following you, oh, you ugly, oh, you fat, you walk like a fucking hippo. Nigga, I'm going to expect that you saying some shit, that you're going to say some shit back to me. So when you follow me talking about you're working real slow, <clears throat> that's not where it goes. I'm like, all right, nigga, look, look, come here, come here and look at this fucking aisle. Do you see anywhere I could put this box, this fat ass fucking keyboard, fucking play keyboard? Do you see anywhere where I could put that shit? He said no. And I said, all right, nigga. Tell me where to put it. He looked around, scratched his fucking head. And I'm like, all right, then shut the fuck up. Okay, it's that fucking simple. If you go complain, you better have a solution ready about your fucking complaints, nigga. But yeah. And then we got into this little, and then we was in the, we were talking with the um, HR representative. Just me and them two. It was a little, little meetup. I, before, when I was younger, I used to hate stuff like that because I always felt like I wasn't in power in any situation because it was like, why do y'all need two motherfuckers to talk to me, you know? But now I just see that as like, y'all need two niggas to try and talk to me, one man. So I was having fun with that shit. I, <laughs> I, was, I was having the time of my life in that little office. This nigga, the funny, I'm not going to... Am I going to redo it? Yes, I am going to redo it. So, keyboard, shit down. Let me get in the position. We had HR sitting here like this, right? 
And then this nigga, actually, let me move this to the side because I want my head in the way of that. HR sitting here like this talking to me. This nigga didn't even get a fucking chair. So this nigga on one knee next to HR. Like a mad little fucking puppy. So I'm the whole time I'm just trying not to fucking laugh. Straight in these niggas' faces and shit. And then of course I brought up the whole, okay, how long is this supposed to take? They was like, either you both supposed to take 45 minutes. I looked them dead in the eye. I'm like, listen, y'all. That ain't gonna happen. You wanna know why? Because shit ain't backstocked. The aisles aren't properly prepped. So in each U-boat taking 45 minutes, this target doesn't account for the fact that <clears throat> the store's not set up properly. Granted, if each U each store was set up properly, everything was backstocked properly, if all the items that weren't supposed to be on the shelves weren't on the shelves, I could have got it done at 45. Shit, I would have gave y'all 35, nigga, if I was fraud. But guess what? It wasn't like that. There was there was no organization coming from that Target. So that's why Target is the worst fucking working experience for me. <clears throat> Alright, next I'm going to be simple. I'm going to just say Walgreens. Target's the only one that gets me that heated. So these other ones shouldn't be that passionate. Next I'm saying Walgreens because majority of the time I was just up there alone. At first there was me and this other cashier. It was cool. We was talking a little bit. You know, I always enjoy good conversations with a co-worker. And then at some point it was just me being scheduled in there. I was fine with that. And then we got robbed when I was on the clock. And I was like, yo, nigga, what the fuck? I'm not going, I'm not a lick. You know what I'm saying? And then there was this other time. This, this wasn't even a robbery. It nigga just blew me because I just got there. So I was wearing my little gray California hoodie. I like it, you know, it's comfortable. I'm not trying to put on no fascist statement. And I'm not, listen, listen, I don't like talking about niggas drip because everybody drip is just a reflection of who they are. But this nigga wasn't wearing a good fucking fit by any means or standards, nigga. He was wearing a varsity jacket and a fucking white tee, nigga. That's so fucking basic, nigga. The fuck? He got nerd to come on me with my basic ass hoodie, nigga. It's two, it's two ice lattes talking to each other right now. What the fuck are we doing here, my nigga? You know what I'm saying? But, <clears throat> I digress. So, he tried to do the little, oh, you ain't give me the 20 and change. And I was like, listen, nigga. Man time, I know how to count. Never disrespect me like that again, alright? I've been counting change for three fucking years, okay, nigga? Don't question me if I gave you the money, especially a large bill like 20, because I always double-check that shit. Because there was a time at McDonald's, niggas tried me. Niggas tried me. He tried me with a 100, and I was like, ah, nigga, I don't know about that, chief. And ever since then, I'm like, I don't trust y'all niggas. I have no reason to trust y'all niggas. I trust me, the fuck? So he thought I was trying to pull a little few, few, slick one, keep the 20. And then, in saying that, he called me broke and all this other outlandish shit. And he whips out a wad of cash and just shows it to me. All ones. I'm like, nigga, put your little $50 away. And go take your fucking little pack of Skittles and your fucking uh, Minute Maid lemonade and go on to your car, my nigga. I don't give a fuck about your little wad of cash. Go the fuck home and reevaluate your scamming scheme, okay? Because it ain't working on me, nigga. Not at this Walgreens, not at the, I don't know about the next one down the street, but just not here, okay? And then there was a customer behind him. She was like, what was that all about? I was like, listen, niggas been trying to play this game on me all the fucking time. Niggas think I'm stupid, but guess what? I got eight more brain cells than that dumbass nigga, okay? So I'm not sliding like that. 
Walgreens, bottom five. Next. I'm gonna, uh, I don't wanna say Wawa because I fuck with Wawa. Well, no, I fuck with working with LG. I'm gonna say Amazon. I'm gonna say Amazon. Actually, Amazon is kind of solid. If you, honest, I'm gonna say this. If you hating on working at Amazon, you just thought that shit was gonna be pretty. Nigga, it's a warehouse for one of the biggest online retailers in the fucking world. What do you think's gonna be in there? You th- thought there was gonna be a reclining couch in the break room? Fuck no, nigga. It was chairs. You know what I'm saying? The bathrooms was nice as hell, though. You think the managers are going to be nice? No, nigga. They working the same shit you're working. The fuck? No. Ain't nobody. No. I guess a warehouse. Y'all got to remember that shit when you're applying for your jobs. So that I'm going to put Amazon. So what's that? Four? Three? I'm going to say Wawa. So I was working with Elgin. It was chill. Actually, not. Three, I'm going to say McDonald's. It was low-key racist. Not even Loki hockey. Because even when my brother was there, they thought he was like the savior. Because he was black. So every time there would be a fight breakout, they would look at him. They were like, what you going to do about that, Josh? Niggas like, bro, I'm not doing nothing. <laughs> like, the fuck you think he going to do? And then when he left, they passed that shit right on to me. Fights was breaking down. I'm sitting there watching myself. They're like, you going to do anything about that? You going to stop that? I'm like, no. I recorded, if anything, but I ain't going to stop that shit. Not in my job description to stop fights. What else? Yeah, they just didn't fuck with me. They didn't. Like, they fucked. Like, the coworkers, the management didn't fuck with me. I said this in the pre-recording of this, but there was this one time. The manager, she just did the stupidest shit. She, um, so I'm in the second window doing my little thug fizzle. Handing out food and shit, but the whole kill was the niggas I was with normally... Not normally. The people making drinks sucked. Just straight like that. They wasn't making up drinks on time. So there was a lot of waiting in between each car. So I'm like, okay, while I'm waiting, I'm going to help them make the fucking drinks. She ain't like that at all. So she started yelling at me. Jaden, you can't help them make the drinks. You're in the second window. You got to worry about your window. I'm like, listen, dumbass, okay? My second window is... Dependent on two things. The motherfuckers in the kitchen. Actually, three things. The motherfuckers in the kitchen making food. You preparing each bag. And the motherfuckers back there making the drinks. I trust y'all two up there. But I don't trust them niggas behind me. They're not making the drinks fast enough. So I will go back there and help them when I have the time to do so. She was like, no. You can't do that. I need you to stay in this box right here. And she aired out a little box for me to stay in. And I was just like, listen. Dumbass. Okay, I'm going to stay in this box, box, and I'm going to watch this drive-through crumble. And crumble it did, because nigga, we was waiting, and I was sitting there with a smile on my face, talking to the customers. They talking about what's taking so long. I'm like, listen, man, we waiting on the drinks. Listen, if we being honest, I would have got them drinks out for you already, but this bitch-ass manager right here not letting me help. So, nigga, we waiting together. So we was waiting fucking two minutes and if you've ever worked out at mcdonald's they do not like seeing that screen hit red so for that reason mcdonald's number three number two is wawa and that's strictly because i was worried about elgin that's my dog and honestly the crew was nice it was just the management that sucked balls dicks and applesauce because um yeah they just sucked i, I still hated this one nigga bro this nigga has some fucking nerve i asked him where the sour cream was with straight just such kindness in my heart 
This nigga gonna yell at me. This not my store. I'm not the manager of this store. I don't know where the sour cream is. This is your store. I'm like, <coughs> nigga, you're the manager, okay? Straight like that. You're the fucking manager. You gotta know where the shit is. You mad at me, the new employee that just opened this fucking store that didn't help nobody stock the opening of the store? Yeah, if you don't know where the fucking sour cream is, nigga, you mad at me? And then this dumb nigga went to go get the sour cream two minutes fucking later. Yo, that me fucking almost slapped the shit out of his bald ass head. But other than the managers, Wawa was nice. Fucked with the crew there. We had a nice pack going. When um one of them got fired, I quit too. Because I was like, you know what? I ain't going to work without my dogs, you know? And really, I was just not going to be the only sandwich maker that day. But yeah, and then... Stables number one. Because that was the easiest job ever. I was sitting down most of the time. There was even a time I was hitting my pen like while a store was closing. I was just sitting in that little chair and just smacking that motherfucker. Going in the break room, hot boxing the little computer room. It was great times. Yeah. Those are the jobs. Where was I going? The reason why I stopped recording again because I wanted to regain my sense of self and just Weed out all the bad things that I didn't want. Or at least the things I deemed bad. You know, just like the constant complaining to myself about things that I wish, how they wish they were. You know, talking to myself how I wish I was, you know. Just saying shit that didn't sit well with my soul, you know. And the biggest thing, even the growth between last episode and this episode is immense. Because in the last episode I recorded, not the last episode I posted, the the pre of this one. I was talking about how I wanted to, I didn't want to kill the ego anymore, I wanted to befriend the ego. And that goal is still in play, but there's another level to it. Because I um, I was watching one of my little spiritual teachers, I don't watch like normal gurus that are like, um, I'm not even going to explain her, the uh, older gurus I used to watch, like the more popular ones, like, oh, feelings are just like, feelings aren't real type shit like yeah feelings are 100% real like you just experience them but it is your job to let them go you know because it's it's uh the example she used in the um spiritual guidance person i'm talking about she goes by the name teal swan on youtube the thing that blew me about her videos at first is it did not look like she blinked so she would be like dead ass staring at the camera for like 15 seconds and i'm like this bitch ain't blink yet. I was I was ignoring the shit she was saying. I'm like, all right, is she gonna blink? She ain't blink. <clears throat> but that 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 didn't take away from the quality of her content. I, I still fuck with it. But she was talking about how um, she she gave the example of how like most would tell you like, oh yeah, death isn't real, shit like that. How it's just like a transitional thing. But like even the idea of that is denying your human emotions. Like, granted, on, like, the grand scheme of, like, consciousness and, well, what I believe to be consciousness and that whole spiritual realm, death is not real, but on this earth it is. So you should treat it as real, similar to, like, all your emotions, you know? It is, it is your job to control those things and your job to, like, control your thoughts in, in a manner that suits you best, but it's not good to just completely ignore them, you know? Because in ignoring them, you're kind of just like ignoring a part of yourself, you know. And 
she brought up a lot of good points. I, I'm coming off like watching four of her videos back to back to back because I was like, fuck it, we're going to watch these. But the point was um the fragmentation, how like everyone, of course, has split personalities, shit like that. And even like I consider myself when I'm podcasting to be different when I'm out there in the streets, you know? Yeah. Cause I, yeah. Because granted, I'm not that tall, but I do feel like I have a certain presence, you know? Like that don't really talk to me too often. Not talk to me too often, but don't like press my buttons presence. And yeah, I'm just a different person from when these hour, two hours of my recording versus my 24 hours outside of recording any given day type shit. What up with time? I'm 36, okay. <clears throat> yeah. So it is a process of fragmentation and just like accepting all parts of yourself, including like what society may deem as bad, in order to just fully become one and truly becoming an observer of each aspect of your own person, you know? Like when I'm playing games, I understand that I'm a gamer in that moment. But when I'm not playing games, I'm not a gamer. So I'm not going to think like a gamer. I'm not going to talk like a gamer, you know. And when I'm recording, I'm like a podcaster in this moment. But when I'm not, I'm just regular old Jaden, you know, and what I deem to be who I am. So, yeah, I enjoy her videos. And I considering I've been on the deep ends of just like the spiritual side of YouTube I, I refuse to go on any spiritual aspect of TikTok and just be on TikTok in general if I'm keeping a stack with you because it just don't sit right with me. I like watching YouTubers react to like stupid TikTok videos and this might be a bold thing to say, but Devious Link might be my favorite trend on TikTok ever because it's just something about people doing stupid things. And recording themselves. That just... Yeah, that's just gold to me. Niggas was stealing soap dispensers. And it's like, nigga, you're so dirty. You are making the whole school dirtier for a TikTok. And you're gonna post it under your name. With your profile picture being a fucking selfie. A little headshot of you, nigga. Are you stupid? Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. That's another thing. I I don't remember if I touched on this in the earlier parts, but I'll touch on it now. The delusion that goes on in social media. It's like, it's its own fucking world, you know? It's it's a world that is a reflection of the real world, but it's only encompassed by, like, the worst of the worst ideas. And that pretty much goes for all social media platforms. And the, the only time, the only reason why I give YouTube a little bit more good graces is because that one's more of a informative aspect of it, you know? Because there's a lot of like, I don't know what the fuck I, I don't know what I'm doing with my hands right now, but on YouTube, it's, you're allowed in, you're in control of what you view regardless. But YouTube is definitely more based on the creator themselves and not just the content being pushed out, if that makes sense, you know? Like, regardless of how these, how, like, Twitter niggas are or, like, TikTok people are in real life, to some extent, you have to post content 
and things that are going to follow with the trends of what's going on at that moment. And nine times out of ten, what is trending is fucking idiotic. Like the devious lick trend is fucking stupid. As much as I loved it and I enjoy seeing people throw away their futures for a soap dispenser and a fire extinguisher, it was stupid, okay? But on YouTube, it's more of like the creator-friendly thing. So I um I always had a little bit more lenience with YouTube. But even during this break of just like watching content, I stuck to my guns of just, if it didn't help me in any way, I'm not going to watch it. Like, I'm not going to say I didn't watch things for entertainment, but even in entertainment, I was still kind of like, I'm not going to say taking, yeah, I was taking lessons, you know? Because I don't, I always, I don't know if I can imagine myself being like a Twitch streamer because um, Twitch doesn't like black people. That's for one, but neither does YouTube, you know? That's why I've always had higher hopes for Spotify. Because it's like, you know, let niggas have one, okay? Yeah. I, um, I'm going to touch a little bit more on the spiritual reasons to why I am. Nigga, all this talking got me a little stuffy. I ain't even going to cap. I don't know what the fuck is going on, but... Still a little sleepy. But yeah, I always have a episode dedicated for the spiritual aspect and my spiritual growth. Maybe once I have the dream that I'm looking for, but that should be the next episode regardless. Regardless of the dream, because I do have a lot of insight on my dreams. I'll just share it now. I, um, I've been encountering a lot of animals. I had this one dream that a wild boar was chasing me and being... And then that motherfucker stood up and looked me in the eye. I had a dream that a bear was attacking me, or so I thought. But the more I kind of like look back on it, I don't think he was attacking me. I just kind of got scared because it's a fucking bear. But, and I had a dream wolves were definitely attacking me. Well, at least the people around me. But I stayed untouched. And then, this isn't even a dream, but in the last recording... You can't see, but there's the window, like, that way, where I'm pointing. And if you're listening to the audio, I'm so fucking sorry. But there's a window right there, and this, this, there's been this cat that's been following me for the past couple of days. So, yesterday, or not yesterday, the day before yesterday, which was Tuesday, if I'm not mistaken, fuck. Monday. A little sleepy, but <clears throat> this, this cat was outside on the fucking porch. When I was getting ready to take out Bean, and Bean's a little anti motherfucker, so she wanted to jump at the cat, so the cat ran away. And then next day, God, what am I thinking? Was it the next? I saw this cat three times, okay? I saw it once when I was walking outside around the block. I saw it, it was further from me in the forest. The other day I saw it, it was at the porch. And then the most recent time I saw it, it was at the window when I was recording the first time of this. And then was staring in here for like 15 seconds. Give or take five. But yeah, I've been being followed by a cat. It's a very cute cat though. It's a little black and white. It has like a white stummy black back. It's a nice, it's a nice cat. 
Yeah, I've been trying to pay attention to the animals that pop up in my dreams to see what their meanings are. Because ultimately, I want to figure out what my spirit animal is. Because I feel like every dude, for the most part, kind of like has that big cat dream of a spirit animal. You know, it's like, not dream in itself, but it's like, oh, I want to be a tiger, I want to be a lion, I want to be a cheetah. But it's like, what if you're a whale, you know? You're a little dirty nigga. What if you're a cockroach? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, don't, I hope nobody out here a cockroach. I I wouldn't really give a fuck if I'm being honest, but... That's why the wild boar one is the most compelling one to me, because that's the one that stood up and looked me in the eye. And considering wild boars can't do that, and, like, he kind of became human, that's the one I've been kind of, like, questioning a little bit more. Wild boars are kind of dope, you know? I did some research on them, and I was like, okay, it's a cool little animal. The bear one, considering it didn't fully attack me and it just kind of hovered above me, that one could literally just be like the one that I would assume to be mine along with the wolves and the that one. But the cat following me is either one, all animals like me, which I already assumed, or two, maybe it's a cat. Because I, I do like cats, a nice little independent animal. Self-sufficient, you know, shits in a litter box. Yeah. Let me think. Maybe this episode's done. I touched on all six points that I had. Again, I'll go more into the spiritual aspect of the um, break in a later episode, but... I just wanted this to be a little comeback, you know? Yeah. So let's hope the fucking audio is receiving this. You know? I, um... Yeah. I do... I am going to get a new mic at some point. I don't know if I'm going to get one of those hand ones, but I don't want my voice to be dependent on me holding this shit up to my hand, to my mouth. I don't think I'll do that. I'll probably get a slightly higher quality one at some point. Yeah, um, hope you guys enjoyed watching, listening, consuming this, whether it was in two parts, three parts, four parts, you know. It could be much hearing me talk, I'm not going to lie to you. But I just hope everyone that's listening enjoys it. Because I, um, I'll talk about this actually. The main reason why I started this podcast in the first place was because I um I wanted to prove that like not all potheads were stupid, and I mean like on like any aspect, you know. Because me, when I get fried, I enjoy a good book. I'm not saying there's pe- there's not people like me that do that when they're fried, but for some reason that social concept of like oh all potheads are stupid, they're slow, this that and the other, it, it um. It bothered me so much that I had to prove that I'm different. <laughs> but then even doing this, I started to appreciate the growth that was coming from me. You know, like, I'd go back and re-listen to another episode. Like, my favorite one is probably, favorite older episode is either Thought Police 3 or All About the Whole. Because those two are just funny to me. My favorite newest episode is on Modern Man. Because that was a good episode and I never finished it. 
and the best things in life are the stuff that you have that anticipation of like, what if it went all the way through, you know? Like, what if I reached the end? Maybe I'll, re maybe I'll do a Modern Man too. you know? Let me know if you guys want to hear Modern Man too. I, I might make it happen. Re-listen to Modern Man, see if I can come back to that point in life and just bring this newfound enlightenment into it. Maybe I'll do a Modern Man 2 at some point. But um, Thought Police 3, easily one of my favorites. Only because of the ending. Well, not even the ending. The fucking Subway sandwich, bro. Oh my god. There's a couple moments in my life that are just unforgettable for the wrong reasons, and that was one of them. I'm not even going to talk about that because I'd much rather y'all listen to the old Jaden talk about that. But yeah, I, I enjoy watching myself grow through this, through this process and just, yeah, understanding myself on new levels. But that's what therapy's for, so. <laughs> that's why I do that as well. <clears throat> I really hope this records. If it doesn't, I'll just re-record it. It's not really a problem. But I, um, I like the energy I have for this one. Like this in this moment, so we shall hope this records. But thank you guys for watching. Let me see how I talk to the other one. Thank you guys for watching, and I um tell your friends, you know, tell your friends. I'm told to go. Let me just make sure there's nothing that I should watch on YouTube. Yeah. The dark side of Aiden Ross and your rage. Uh, these D.O. niggas are funny, am I right? <clears throat> but anyways, thank you guys for watching. Oh, actually, before I even get up. This isn't even an apology, you know? This is just an acknowledgement. This is something weird. I don't know if this is weird about me, but I can't watch Twitch streamers live because there's just something about me watching a nigga doing something in the real time that does not sit right with me. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I'd much rather watch a post-recording of it because it's like, okay, I did what I had to do, and now I'm watching you. But it's like, if I'm watching you, I can't do what I have to do. So I'm a part of a lot of Twitch communities without even being a part of the Twitch communities, okay? What can I say? I'm a hard worker first. But anyways, thank you guys for watching. I am done now. Your brother kind of wants to go to sleep. So, I hope you guys enjoyed. I hope the audio is being received. And I hope I get a good receiving from the audience. My butt kind of hurt. I ain't going to cap. Yeah, that's not uncomfortable as fuck. Yeah, I'm tired. Yeah. Let me call it. Oh, I did this in the first time I did it, so I'm going to do it again for the... Oh, wait. Am I really going to be close up? Let me not get too close to this this time. All right, you guys. Last time I had a message of, um, if you're doing what you love, 
Wait, no, that wasn't the fucking message. What am I doing? I shouldn't do this again. All right, we're going to do it. <clears throat> me and you, all right? I'm looking at you, you're looking at me, okay? Do what you love as long as it doesn't hurt other people. And if it hurts other people, you should probably rethink it, if I'm being honest with you. This is not only for me when I rewatch this in the future, but for you guys when you're watching this in the present. You know, there's, um, there's a lot of hatred going on out there. Don't add on to that, you know. There's um, a lot of bullshit, a lot of stupidity, from my opinion. And um, in your opinion, you can think I'm stupid as well. I don't give a fuck if we're being frank, if we're being beef and frank. Franks and beans, no, okay. But if we're just heart to heart right now, you guys, do what makes you happy, you know. I um, I can endorse, I'm not going to endorse doing drugs, but I can endorse doing drugs. I can endorse having sex with as many women as you want to, having sex with as many men as you want to. I don't, I don't care about your gender right now. It's me and you. But if it's not what makes you happy, then don't fucking do it. Don't do shit because you heard a nigga online do it. And don't think shit because you thought a nigga online think the same thought. You know what, you get what I'm saying? I know you get what I'm saying. So, do what makes you happy. And in order to do that, you got to truly just become one with yourself. And just sit down and have the important conversations with yourself. Like, why do I hate women? Why do I hate men? Why do I think that Curb Your Enthusiasm is the best show of all time? I don't know. But yes, thank you guys for watching. I'm done now, officially. Oh, fuck. Well, my knee a little hurt from that.